This MoneyWise podcast is underwritten in part by the National Christian Foundation, helping people create a giving strategy based on biblical principles so they can be wise stewards of all they have and experience the joy of greater generosity. Do you have a giving strategy? Make the most of what God has given you at ncfgiving.org. Most people understand that time has value. Maybe that's why we often use the expression, spending time. Hi, I'm Rob West. What a lot of folks don't understand is just how valuable time really is. And if they did, it just might change the way they spend money. Today, I'll help you figure out what your time is worth. Then it's on to your calls at 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. This is MoneyWise, biblical wisdom for your financial decisions. Okay, to start, I think it's important to point out that God values our time. Like all the other resources He provides, He's given each of us only a certain amount of it. He wants us to be faithful stewards of the days and hours we have. Psalm 90 verse 12 reads, Teach us to number our days, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And James 4.14 admonishes us to make the best use of our time today. It reads, You do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. And of course, since most of us have to work to provide for ourselves and our families, it's important to understand what our time on the job is really worth so we can be faithful stewards of it. Uh, To figure out what you really earn per hour, take the total or gross amount you put down on your last tax return. Jot that down. Then subtract anything you paid in taxes, including Social Security and Medicare taxes, plus the income tax you paid. You're left with your net earnings. Uh, Here's an example. Let's say you earned a total of $52,000 and you paid $10,000 in Social Security, Medicare, and income taxes, leaving you with $42,000. Next, you divide that $42,000 by 52 weeks and you get roughly $800. That's what you're netting in a week. Now, assume you work a 40-hour week, divide 800 by that number, 40, and you get $20 an hour. That's your real hourly wage. Of course, if you typically work more than 40 hours a week, it means you're earning even less than $20 an hour after taxes. Now, all of this might seem a little disheartening, especially if you've always thought you earn more like $25 an hour, which of course you do, but that's before taxes. That's why it's important to understand what your time is really worth in real dollars, dollars that you can actually spend, because then you begin to see how long you have to work to buy something. Uh, Let's say one night you're tired and you don't feel like cooking, so you pick up fast food for the family, and that costs you $50, which is pretty easy to do, by the way. When you realize that you had to work two and a half hours to pay for that meal, you're much more inclined to spend one hour making dinner at home and cleaning up after. When you know what things really cost, it really can change your spending habits. You'll be far less likely to give in to impulse spending. Some economists are now calling this value-based spending. 
What's that? Well, it's about spending only on things that really matter. If you look at your last several months of checking account statements, you'll probably see a purchase here for $10, another one there for $20, maybe one for $50, and so on. Now, look at each item you purchased, a dinner out, or maybe some gadget caught your eye at a big box store. Look them over and think, did they really add value to my life? Especially knowing how long you had to work for them. Probably not, because you begin to realize that you can never get those hours back. And what about your credit card statement? Not only for things you purchased, but if you're maintaining a balance, look at the interest you're paying every month. What value did you get from that? None. Now that you know how long you have to work for those things, you probably want to make some changes. And just cutting out impulse spending is a huge step forward. As your time becomes more important to you, you'll free up money that you can spend in areas that have more value. That means paying down debt, building an emergency fund, saving for your next car, investing for your retirement or kids' college education, any number of things. Grasping the concept of value-based spending will do something else, too. It will make you want to overhaul your budget because you'll suddenly find yourself with more money. You'll be able to cut back in some categories and reallocate money to others that'll help you in the long term. And that certainly includes giving more generously. It'll take time for all of this to happen, but it's easy to get started once you've figured out your real hourly wage. Just keep that number in mind before you make a purchase. It'll help you decide whether it's really worth your time. Hey, as we head toward year end, let me remind you, MoneyWise is listener supported. We do what we do because of your generous support. And now more than ever, we could use that support at MoneyWise.org. Just click give. Stay with us. Much more to come just around the corner. Do you ever feel stressed or anxious about money? If so, that's normal, but you don't have to accept that. You can find peace of mind and financial security. Learn how with the 31-day devotional, Money Seeking God's Wisdom. You'll find daily questions to reflect on and practical exercises paired with scripture for spiritual and financial growth. Right now, you can request your copy of the Money Seeking God's Wisdom 31-day devotional with a gift of any amount at moneywise.org. If the heavy burden of debt is robbing you of freedom and peace of mind, Christian Credit Counselors can help. We're a nationwide nonprofit credit counseling organization that has helped over 300,000 individuals in the last 27 years get out of credit card debt 80% faster while honoring that debt in full. To learn how Christian Credit Counselors can help you, visit ChristianCreditCounselors.org. That's ChristianCreditCounselors.org or call 800-557-1985. Welcome back to Money Wise. I'm Rob West. Hey, God owns it all, so let's be good stewards of his resources. Let's talk about that on today's program. How can we manage God's money wisely, hold it loosely, and give it generously? Well, together, let's explore the scriptures and apply the biblical principles and themes to what you're dealing with in your financial life today. We've got a few lines open, already some great calls in the queue, but room for you at 800-525-7000. We'll also take at least one of your emails today we received from folks regularly emails at questions at moneywise.org. We try to get as many of them on the air as we can. So a lot ahead on MoneyWise today, beginning with your phone calls. Let's dive right in. Pine Ridge, Florida, WKES. Carol, thank you for calling. Go right ahead. 
Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate your show. Um, I have a question about the I-bonds. Let's assume that you have a semi-annual disbursement, um, and let's just assume it's a $10,000 bond. Um, When you set up your account, uh, which account do you use? Would it be uh, your uh, like a savings account to send in the bond um, uh, fee, or would you use a checking account so that they can uh, send it to your checking account? Um, assuming yes. that your checking account wouldn't have what your savings account uh, would have in it. Yeah, when you set up the uh, account at treasurydirect.gov, you will link either a checking or savings account uh, to your iBond account. At that point, you would use whatever account you um, have linked to be the one that will fund the purchase of the I-bonds. And that money will stay there and continue to earn interest for 30 years. Now, if at some point after 12 months, you want to begin pulling some of that out, uh, when you do that, you will uh, give up a penalty of the last three months worth of interest anytime you redeem any portion of that less than five years. Uh, But in terms of funding it, you'll fund it out of whichever account you link, either checking or savings. And and the beneficiary for that would, would I set up the account that I was confused about the denif- beneficiary. Hmm. Yeah, you when you open the account, you will name the beneficiary uh, when you create the account at treasurydirect.gov. Great. And when they send it to you, in other words, your six months um, a disbursement, would, they would send it to that account? Well, you would redeem it, and then you would determine at that point, uh, yeah, where you want to wire the money out to, and you would either wire it out to that account, or uh, you would attach a different account, and you could wire it there. Okay, so then, then when if they send me my when they send a six month disbursement, it would go into that account. Yes, unless you changed it, and you would have to initiate that six-month disbursement. But remember, you've got to wait at least a full year before you take anything out. They won't let you take it out in less than a year. Correct. Okay, okay yeah. that's no problem. I, I just okay. wanted to make sure that that three-month penalty yes. uh, wasn't every year. No, ma'am. One time as you redeem the bonds. So hopefully that clears it up for you, Carol. Thanks for calling and listening. God bless you. To Grand Rapids, Penny, thank you for your patience. Go right ahead. Um, so I have a $100,000 life insurance policy. Um, it has a long-term care writer um, on that. So in case I became disabled and needed to go into assisted living, I know $100,000 won't go very far with assisted living because I have a stepmother that's in assisted living right now, and I know how costly that is. So um, that policy only has about a $17,000 cash value um, it has decreased considerably. Um, <clears throat> I'm not sure why. Uh, I also have a life insurance policy through my work, so I don't know that I need that. I'm single. I'm 59 and a half today, <laughs> and yeah. um, I have four adult children. Um, three of them are working and very successful, married, have no need for financial help from me, and my daughter is um at Indiana Wesleyan University, and um, she's, so 
Anyway, yeah. um, my financial person is saying to keep it basically for the long-term care rider. Um, yeah. I don't know that I need it. I have a will. I have a living will. I have a ladybird deed on my home with my children's name. I'm attached to that. Um, the home is almost paid for. I don't know that I need that yeah. um, long-term care or the life insurance. I, I guess I'd rather take that 17000 and put it somewhere else to make it work for me, but yes. I don't know that that's um, good advice. Sure. Well, it's a good question, and, you know, I like long-term care insurance, and I think it can be very effective when it's combined with a life insurance policy. Um, I'd want to know more about this policy, and perhaps, Penny, the next step is to get a second opinion with somebody who can look over what you have. Without knowing the details on the policy, I'd be hesitant to weigh in. I do have a question as to, one, whether you need life insurance, because it sounds like you don't. Nobody's really depending upon you, and if the Lord were to call you home, there's nobody that, uh, you know, would be have a loss of income that's, you know, relying on your support or anything like that. Um, but I do have, you know, some question about the ability for you to cover a long-term care need if you had it down the road. If something is going to erode your assets in this season of life, it's most likely going to be the need for expensive long-term care. And that's where this type of policy can really come in and help to offset that. Uh, would you be better off taking the cash value and buying a straight long-term care policy? Well, it depends on your age and and um, your health status. At 59, you should still be able to get a, a good quality policy. Or is it better for you to hang on to this particular policy? Uh, and that's where I'd want to understand what is the investment structure inside of it? Um, and why is it losing value? Because typically these do a lot better in the bear markets than they do in the bull, because in the bull market, you're giving up some of the upside, whereas there should be protection uh, on the down market. But then also you'd be giving up this long-term care component, which again, I think would be something that it could at least offset this major expense potentially that you have down the road. So what I might suggest is connecting with a certified kingdom advisor there in Grand Rapids, Penny, uh, just to have he or she look over this policy in light of your overall financial situation, your other assets, and uh, what your needs are in the future, as well as the potential for long-term care to evaluate, are you best to stay with what you have, uh, to let it go, and because you don't need the life insurance any longer, and then either self-fund long-term care or just buy a straight long-term care insurance policy, under age 60, you can still get them, you know, fairly reasonably, relatively speaking. And the key is, as long as it fits into your budget, including potential escalations down the road, then it could be a, a very, you know, helpful, uh, you know, tool to offset that risk at, the, at that point in the future. Does all that make sense? Yeah, I did have one other person look at it, and um, they they were a little concerned that it was a universal life policy and they thought that yeah. maybe that was one of the reasons why I was losing value. Would there be any um, raised eyebrows with the universal life policy? 
they are uh, pegged to the investments inside of them. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you certainly are, are going to have volatility there. Um, you know, I think, you know, perhaps it's time to move away from this, but the key is to answer where are you going from here? And that's why I think you need a trusted advisor that you can turn to who can help you answer those questions. Uh, you'll find a CKA on our website at moneywise.org. Just click find a CKA. That'll give you all that you need. Thanks for calling, Penny. We're going to pause for a brief break. This is MoneyWise. We'll be right back. What's most important to you when it comes to choosing your financial advisor? Someone who's aligned with your biblical values? How about someone who will take the time to explain your options in plain English? Certified Kingdom Advisors are professionals who meet high standards in competence and integrity and have been trained to offer biblical financial advice. To find a Certified Kingdom Advisor in your area, visit MoneyWise.org and click the link that says Find a CKA. That's MoneyWise.org. Hey, Greg, I need some advice. Oh, what's up? I'm really struggling with finding ways to cut back. With costs going up, especially in healthcare, what do you guys do? Oh, uh, we use CHM, Christian Healthcare Ministries. It's a health cost-sharing ministry that's been sharing members' eligible medical bills for over 40 years. Sure helped us stick to our budget. Hmm. Uh, here's the website, chministries.org. C-A-C-H-Ministries.org. Welcome back to Money Wise. I'm Rob West. And back to our phones, 800-525-7000. Let's head back to the phones. Beautiful Bradenton, Florida. Uh, Earl, thank you for calling. Go right ahead. Hi, Rob. Thank you for taking my phone call. Sure. Hey, I was uh, so I got uh, an inheritance a few months back. And right now it's sitting in a growth part of my uh, bank. And it's not gaining any interest. So I was wondering, is there something that I can take a portion of that money and put it in so it can gain some interest, still be able to access it if I needed to for an emergency, but really I'd like to keep it in there for a year, maybe two years. Okay. Uh, yeah, but you did want that caveat, even though the goal would be one to two years, you want to be able to have it liquid in potentially less than a year if you really needed it? Correct. Yeah. So in that case, you really probably just want to look at a high-yield savings account. Um, and I would look at Marcus, Capital One 360, or Ally Bank. Uh, they're paying about 1.5% right now. That's not anything terribly exciting, although it's a lot better than what it uh, was a year or two ago. Um, and it would be completely liquid. You could link it to your checking account. You would earn a little bit of interest on it, not a whole lot, but some, and it would be safe. You know, it'd be FDIC insured. Uh, anything else is going to involve either some risk or, you know, probably locking the money up for a year and you know that violates this idea that you want complete liquidity or access to it in the event of an emergency great thank you rob that was very okay. very helpful all right earl thanks for calling god bless you uh to millersburg ohio Lori, thank you for calling go right ahead yeah thanks for taking my call i actually have three questions in regards to this student loan relief I don't know, Lori. We usually one, limit it to two, but I, I might make an exception yeah. for you today. So you know, go right ahead. <laughs> Thank you. The first one, is it a 
actual payoff or is it the owner of the note uh, is it going to just have to write it off? The second one question is the people that take advantage of this, will it affect their credit rating any? And then the third question is, what does the Bible say about the folks that could afford to pay back this debt, but then just choose to take advantage of this relief opportunity? So those are the three questions. Uh, there's a lot more information that you'll be able to find on this. Essentially, I, I believe, uh, just from what I skimmed, is that if you uh, are making less than 125000 a year for an individual or less than 250000 a year uh, for a married couple, they will forgive 10000 in federal student loan debt. So they'll just essentially eliminate it. And then they'll also cancel up to 20000 for the Pell Grant uh, recipients. Uh, and that's tax-free for forgiveness uh, on up to $20,000. So you wouldn't have any taxes uh, due on that. Um, So that would be, uh, you know, what is available today in terms of, you know, whether you would take advantage of that. I mean, there's all kinds of folks on on various sides of uh, this issue that talk about whether this is a good idea or bad. I'll stay out of that at the moment and just say, you know, from a biblical standpoint, if this is offered to you, uh, I don't have any problem with you taking it, even though though I would uh, perhaps, you know, as a different issue, question just the viability and wisdom in in, uh, the direction that they're headed here. But in terms of it being available and you taking it, whether it's loan forgiveness through you working in, you know, the public service sector or to a, through a nonprofit, that's been available for many years, or whether it's this executive action loan forgiveness, I would say uh, there's no uh, reason why you wouldn't want to take it. There's lots of controversy about whether this is uh, constitutional, and that will ultimately be decided in the courts. But um, I don't think, biblically speaking, there's any problem with you taking it. Now, does that tackle your questions? Um the people that take it, are they? is it going to affect their credit rating? No, not at all. You won't have any taxes due, and it won't have any bearing on your credit rating. Okay, so, all right. And, and so I guess I made it not understand what loan forgiveness is. So there's still a, a debtor, there's still a company out there that is expecting well, it was this the federal money. government. It was the federal government. These are federal loans. So it was the federal government that loaned it. And essentially the federal government is going to erase it off their uh, liabilities. And so the U.S. taxpayers are stuck with the bill is essentially what's happening. So it is canceled or forgiven as if it didn't exist. Okay. So if they went through a bank, they wouldn't get this forgiveness. No, no, not for a private student loan. This is federal student loans that we're talking about here. All right, very good. Yes, that does uh, answer my question. Thank you very much. All right, Lori, thanks for your call today. Quickly to, uh, well, we'll stay in Illinois. Barbara, you'll be our last caller today. How can I help? Hi, Rob. Thank you for uh, taking my call. I have an annuity at my bank, and I was wondering if it was wise enough to transfer it into uh, a Roth or a traditional IRA. 
Yeah. So if it's a qualified variable annuity or a qualified annuity, meaning it was set up with pre-tax dollars, you can roll it into a traditional IRA and then you just either have to make those investment decisions yourself as to what you would do with it to invest it at that point or hire an advisor to do that for you. Um, if it's a, a non-qualified annuity, meaning it was set up with after-tax dollars, then it can't be rolled over into a traditional IRA. Uh, so you just need to understand the tax structure of that annuity, but uh, getting it out of that annuity product is possible. And you'll also, in addition to wanting to know the tax implications, you'll want to make sure you understand if there's any surrender charges or penalties for pulling it out. Okay? Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Very good. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it. Well, folks, uh, we're about out of time today. Hey, let me mention that uh, MoneyWise Media is listener supported. So we're so thankful for all of your encouragement and your calls each day on this program. I would remind you that we can only do what we do because of your generous support. And here in the fourth quarter of the year, as we press toward year end, this is a crucial time for us to see the dollars that will uh, uh, help us finish the year straight come in so that we can continue to do all the ministry we have planned for 2023. So if you'd consider a gift, we'd certainly be grateful. Just head to our website, moneywise.org and click the give button. Again, we are listener supported and MoneyWise is a not-for-profit ministry. Moneywise.org and click give and thanks in advance. Appreciate you being along with us today. We covered a lot of ground. It was a lot of fun and we'll come back and do it all over again tomorrow. Let me say thank you to my team today supporting me really, really well. Amy Rios back with us today as producer. Dan Anderson, our engineer. Grateful for Gabby T covering our phones today and providing great research today. Mr. Robert Sutherland. So thankful you are along with us as well. Hope you have a great rest of your day and come back and join us tomorrow. God bless you. Bye-bye. Money Wise is provided by MoneyWise Media and listeners like you.